Last week's uh, message focused on drawing close to God. James 4.8 says, Come near to God, and he will come near to you. As this happens, we'll begin to have a better understanding of who God is, and we'll begin to see and interpret events that happen in our lives as God sees them. A God's eye view. In other words, we'll be able to appreciate and respond to our calling, our commitments, and challenges in alignment with God's vision. I'll repeat that. When we do that, we'll be able to respond and appreciate to our callings or to our calling, our commitments and challenges in alignment with God's vision. Scripture passage for reflection is from 1 Samuel 17, which was read to us. I would encourage everyone to use the Bible in print or electronic. So I would give, give us a few seconds to gain access to your Bibles electronically or in print. We have Bibles in the pew. And please turn to 1 Samuel chapter 17. If it's a pew Bible, it's page number 223. The reason I'm encouraging us to do that is so that we can better understand and appreciate how everything fits together as the message unfolds. So we'll have our bearing, we'll have our orientation when we look at the scripture. I'll also be showing scripture passages, scripture passages uh, on the screen, uh, but those are kind of disjointed. But if you want to see the whole picture, it would be better if you look at the particular chapter. Here we read about the story of or the fight between David and Goliath, but the persons I'd like to focus on are David and Saul. In order to appreciate the characters, you need to read carefully, at least from chapter 13, which I'm not going to do today, but I would encourage you to do, do so at home. <clears throat> However, I'd like to mention, uh, here I'd like to mention verses that highlight these themes. What are the themes? Again, calling, commitments, and challenges. Looking at the life of Saul and David, I'd like to mention the verses again that highlights these themes in the lives of these two individuals as they were faced with a life-threatening situation, the enemy. Saul, his calling. Saul was called to be a king, right? He was called to be a king. We read in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 16, for 40 days, every morning and evening, the Philistine champion, which is Goliath, strutted in front of the Israelite army. And what did the king do? Nothing. Nada. Zilch. He failed as a king. In his calling as a king, Saul failed. Let's look at his commitments. His commitments. His commitment to who? His commitments to God, 
his commitment to his people and his commitment to his work as a king. Let's see what happens. It's in chapter same 17 verse 25. Chapter 17 verse 25 for Samuel. Have you seen the giant? The men asked. He comes out each day to defy Israel. The king has offered a huge reward to anyone who kills him. He will give that man one of his daughters for a wife and the man's entire family will live tax exempted. Paraphrased. In his commitment to his people, in his commitment to God, commitment to work, we don't see much of it. In other words, Saul's commitment to all the three is faltering. He faltered. So as a king, he failed. In his commitment as a king, he is faltering. He faltered. Let's look at his challenges. The challenge that Saul was facing was Goliath. In his challenges, if you read verse 11, the attack of the enemy is the challenge. When Saul and the Israelites heard this threat from Goliath, they were terrified and deeply shaken. Not just fearful, I've just used fearful. He feared, but he was deeply shaken. So if you notice, Saul in his calling had failed as a king. In his commitments, he had faltered. And in his challenges, in facing the enemy, he feared. He feared. I hope you have identified these scripture passages in your Bibles. Now let us look at David. Let's look at David, his calling. David's calling was as a shepherd. That's what he did. As you can see in chapter 17 again, verse 14, 15, and 17. 14, 15, and 17. If you're following in the Bible, those are the verses. 14, 15, and 17. David was the youngest son. David's three oldest brothers stayed with Saul's army, but David went back and forth so he could help his father with the sheep. He was a shepherd, called as a shepherd. Youngest in the family, gets to look after sheep. And he helped his father with the sheep in Bethlehem. One day Jesse said to David, take this basket of roasted grain and these ten loaves of bread and carry them quickly to your brothers. He was also an errand boy. He was a shepherd and also an errand boy. Did you also know that David played for King Saul in the court of the king? He played his harp. So he was also a highly skillful musician who worked in the king's court. So he had three jobs. A teenager having three jobs. Errand boy, shepherd, musician. Now you're thinking, all these are short distances. Well, think again. This was Bethlehem, where he looked after his sheep. That was Jerusalem, where he played the instrument, harp for the king. This was where he had to take bread. So in his calling as a shepherd, David was devoted. He was devoted. On one hand, Saul as king, he failed. 
David as a shepherd in his calling, having three jobs to manage, he was devoted. Let's move on. Let's look at his commitments. Commitments to God, commitments to people, commitments to his work. Let's see what happens there. Verses 20, 22, 34, and 35. So David left the sheep with another shepherd. When he was asked to go to the brothers, he went to the camp. He did not leave the sheep to wander on their own. He left the sheep with another shepherd and set out early. Teenager, getting up early? Forget it. But it clearly says, he set out early the next morning with the gifts as Jesse had directed him. He was not only diligent, but he was obedient. Very early in the morning, he set out. He arrived at the camp just as the Israelite army was leaving for the battlefield with shouts and battle cries to, to do nothing, basically. David left his things with the keeper of supplies. Even there, he shows diligence. He did not leave his things lying around. He left it carefully with the keeper of things and hurried out to the ranks to greet his brothers. So as far as David is concerned, in his, com in his commitment to God, his people and work, we certainly see a person who is diligent and obedient. Now let's look at how he took care of his sheep. 34, 35. But David persisted. I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goats. He said, when a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. So if you notice, David in his commitment to God, people and work, he was dedicated. When Saul faltered, Saul offered his own people as sacrifice to Goliath by offering them a reward. Saul put his people, his sheep in front of the enemy. David on the other hand went after the enemy, protected the sheep. Hallelujah. See the difference. See the difference. He was dedicated to his commitment as a shepherd. One sheep my dad ain't going to recognize or realize. He's not going to miss it. He's got many. I need to save my skin. I'm young, you see. I have a life to live. No. I go after the lion and the bear. Saul, on the other hand, put his people's life at risk by offering a reward. So David was committed. To his commitments, he was dedicated. Let's look at challenges. In his challenges, if you look at verse 45, the attack of the enemy, same, similar situation as Saul. David replied to the Philistine, you come out to me with a sword, spear, and javelin. What I need you to focus on is David spoke. David replied. He did not think in his mind. He replied. He declared. You come to me with a sword, spear, and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. In other words, he proclaimed who God is. What did Saul do? He feared, terrified, shaken, hiding, covering. 
When the challenge came before Saul the king, he failed, he faltered, and he feared. David, on the other hand, was different. He was devoted to his calling, he was dedicated to his commitments, and he declared who God is in front of challenges. Life-threatening situation too. So the question, put all that together in a table. Hey, the table is back. I like tables because it puts things in perspective. So David is calling as a shepherd, devoted, commitment, God, people, and work was dedicated, challenges the attack of the enemy, he declared. So on one side, Saul, and on the other side, David. Similar situation. So the question I have is, what caused both of these individuals to have different outcomes? On one side you have David, and on the other side you have Saul. What caused these individuals to have different outcomes? Different outcomes as far as commitment and challenges are concerned, and calling is concerned. Calling, commitment, and challenges, three areas of who the person is, three areas. I'm going to repeat that. Calling, commitment, and challenges, three areas as far as the person is concerned. Both had different outcomes. What could be the reason? Here is a reason. One drew close to God and the other drifted away from God. One drew close to God and the other drifted away from God. If you read the rest of Samuel, you will find that Saul just drifted far away, even seeking the occult, occultic environment of the practices and not seeking God's counsel. He drifted far away, far away. So the outcome was decided by, on one side, David drew close to God, Saul drifted away from God. Last week, we heard about Peter and Jesus, and how Jesus got him to declare three times he loved Jesus for the three times Peter had denied Jesus. Remember that? Pastor Graham brought that, uh, brought that message. How Jesus spoke with Peter and got Peter to declare three times, I love you, I love you, I love you, for the three times Peter denied Jesus. That's found in John chapter 21, 15 to 19. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Then Jesus said, follow me. This time... Peter heeded and redirected his life to God through Jesus Christ. Thus he became devoted to his calling as a disciple of Jesus Christ, dedicated to fulfill his commitments to Jesus, people and church, and declare the word of God boldly in the midst of persecution, enemies and imminent death. So instead of Saul and David, why don't we put Peter in here? Peter, put Peter there. See if it works, you know, if, if, if I, it's very particular that uh, look at something that 
the Lord has put in my heart to share, it has to be applicable across the Word of God. You take any teaching out of context, then it's not, it becomes uh, wrong teaching. But you have to look and apply and see, does it apply to Peter, another individual? So we have David, we have Saul. Let's apply to Peter. Do you remember Peter drifting away? Peter drifting away? In his calling, he drifted away. He was failing in his calling. In his commitment, he faltered. And he feared when people asked him, Peter, you're one of the disciples. Who, me? No. Because he was drifting away from God. But when Jesus came and pulled him out, he decided to draw close to God. Jesus gave him an opportunity. And then what happened to his calling? He became devoted. He became de dedicated to his commitment. He stayed in Jerusalem for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. He was committed to what God wanted in his life. He was committed to the work of Jesus. He spoke to 3,000, that Peter who was afraid. Acts chapter 12, when he was next in line to be beheaded, guess what Peter was doing? Sleeping. Challenges? Not a problem. Because he knew who's, who has his life, Jesus Christ. So if you put Peter there, drew close to God, devotion, dedication, declare, drifted from God, Peter failed, faltered, and feared. That's Peter's life. So I've taken from the Old Testament and the New Testament. So what about us? That's my question always. Get to the point. Where do I fit in all this? I need to know about me. I need to know about the church. Where do we fit into all this? I hope you're beginning to see a clearer picture now. Calling, commitments, and challenges. So what about us? Are we seeking to draw close to God or drifting away from finding ourselves failing in fulfilling our calling, faltering in our commitments to God, loved ones, work and others, and living in fear in the face of challenges? Is that who we are? Ephesians 6.12, which was read here, says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Last week, uh, like we heard last week, are we willing to take steps to draw close to God? It was mentioned what we can do to draw close to God. Are we taking steps to draw close to God? Is the question. Rachel has created a colorful handout. This is the handout that you would get, which kind of captures what I spoke about today. Did you notice that that area is of a different color? You know why? We can include our name there. So I will put Bobby down. Bobby. I can put Nathan, my son's name, and have him stick it on his table to see, am I devoted in my calling? Am I dedicated in my commitments? In his case, it would be studies and other things. Am I in the face of challenges? I was just talking to him. 
his challenge would be exams. Who are you leaning toward? Are you fearful, my son? Or are you drawing close to God and asking him and declaring that when I go, I'll succeed, not because of my brilliance, but because of who God is. I will prepare my horses for battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. Declare that, my son. And that's what I tell him. Declare as you go in to write your exam. Declare. I will prepare my horses for battle, but the victory is the Lord's. Declare. Fear will pass. Fear will go. So it's a good discipleship tool. So if you want, take it with you. There are lots of them on the table there. It's a great discipleship tool too. I like it. Uh, not sure if you like it, but if you want to use it, you can. So here you are. Include your name in and see, am I drawing close to God? Am I devoted to my calling? We are all disciples and we are called to make disciples. Am I devoted to my calling as a disciple or am I failing? Am I committed in my commitments? Am I dedicated? Am I dedicated to be a parent? Am I dedicated when it comes to my work? Or am I slacking? Am I dedicated when it comes to ministering to people? Am I dedicated when it comes to using my skills, using my talents God has given me? Or am I slacking? Or am I faltering? In my challenges, all of us have challenges, and our church is going through difficult times. Are we fearful and covering? Or are we coming together to pray for one another? Declaring the word of God. Declaring the word of God and seeing that God will act on our behalf. So please, I'd encourage you to take one. You can use that as a discipleship tool as well with somebody you're working with. You can include your name in. That's why the white space is there. And hopefully it will be. And I pray that will be a blessing to you. I want to take this one step further. I would like us to pray, and the prayer, I should warn you, has three sections, because there are three sections here. We're going to pray for each section, not done in groups, nothing like that. I'm going to put the prayer up here, and we're going to declare out loud, out loud, not in your heart. We're going to declare out loud. Nobody else is going to hear, because everybody's voice is going to drown everybody else's, but it'll be encouraging. We're going to declare that I'm going to be dedicated, devoted to my calling. I'm going to be dedicated to my commitments. And I'm going to declare victory over my challenges. Declare victory over my challenges. As we do that, I'm going to invite the worship team to come forward. Like I said, there are three slides. And we're going to tackle each section. We're going to say it out loudly. And declare this for yourself, for ourselves, believing that the Lord is going to do wonderful things in our lives, and I believe He is. Let's start. Lord, I devote my life to You to walk humbly before You as Your disciple. I submit to Your will in my life. I confess I have sinned against You in words, in deeds, in thought, and in my sight. Please forgive all my sins. And as it says in your word in 1 John 7, that the blood of Jesus, your son, purifies us from all sin. I believe and declare that my sins are forgiven and I'm clean and set free. Now I dedicate myself to be committed in my relationship to you, my family, 
work and others in my life. I do not want to falter in my commitments anymore. Help me to stand firm in my commitments. Lord, I stand against the works of the enemy in my life, in my family, and in this church in the name of Jesus Christ. We come against sickness, disunity, pain, hopelessness, and all the works of darkness, and we declare deliverance from all of it in the name of Jesus. As it says in Isaiah 53, we believe and declare that by your wounds we are healed. Thank you for hearing and answering our prayers, because all this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.